Welcome to Ask a Lawyer with me, Steve Sleeper. Our guest today is Chad Morgan with the Morgan Law Firm at Huntsville, Alabama. They were established to help those in need of representation when they need it most. I began the interview by asking Chad about himself and his firm. Okay, well, I'm a Huntsville-born, Madison County uh, resident. I've uh, been here my entire life, 47 years. Uh, I was uh, a Huntsville police officer for a number of years, 20-plus years ago. Uh, worked in the jail prior to that. Uh, worked for loss prevention prior to that. And uh, I started my firm in 2003 on my own, started it from scratch. Wow, wow. Um, so what should a person look for in a good criminal defense lawyer? Well, you know... A lot of times it's it's not really it's more about your case, but the, the attorney just needs to be straightforward in my eyes. I mean, I'm just don't make promises you can't keep. And uh, in this world and in the world I live in, in the criminal defense world, there's not really any promises you can make. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, tell me, let's get into some of the uh, I guess I'll call it operational stuff. What happens after uh, a person is arrested? Well, once they're, once they're arrested, they're taken down and booked into the jail. Uh, if it's a crime that a bond is automatically set, it's set by the magistrate right then. You get a bond amount, and you can bond out. Uh, there are several cases where there's a waiting time, such as domestic violence and stuff like that. There's certain waiting time periods. DUI, there's a certain waiting time periods. And there are some cases now, because of the laws have changed a little bit uh, recently, that uh, you have to have a uh, hearing for your bond on certain major crimes like murder and assaults and stuff like some of those big ones. Okay. Okay. And you mentioned DUI. Um, when, when a person gets pulled over, do they have to submit to the roadside tests? No. Okay. I mean, you know, having been a, a previous police officer, I mean, you, 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 you go, you're under investigation at that point. At some point in time, they've got some kind of reason to pull you over. Once they get to the car, they, they've, figure that you're either under the influence or maybe under the influence and they're trying to do an investigation and under implied consent, you're supposed to, you're supposed to adhere by that, but do you have to? No. Well, let's talk about what it is in Alabama. When I get taken down to the uh, police station, do I have to do some States call them an intoxilizer? Do I have to do that big machine when I get down there then? Yeah. We've been away from the intoxilizer for a long period of time. Now it's the Drager, uh, the Drager. Oh, okay. It's okay. now hooked okay. into the state of Alabama's Department of Forensic Sciences, and it's all, all of them hooked in together. Uh, and the answer to that is they're going to read you implied consent, which you're supposed to take two breath tests, chemical breath tests. And then you don't have the right to talk to an attorney at that time, because when you sign for your license, you sign for implied consent. And uh, no, you don't have to take it. You can refuse it. But uh, that's also going to be a suspension of your driver's license. Right. Right. But. Isn't your driver's license going to get suspended anyhow if uh, you, you flunk it, or how, how does that work? Well, you can be, uh, but there's also a form they have to fill out. And uh, recently, we've had a rash of those forms not being filled out correctly, and you get your driver's license back reinstated immediately. Oh, okay. All right. And that was uh, that was going to be my next question is, uh, do, do, the, the, do the police make procedural mistakes? Oh, I mean, that's that's what we do. That's what we're looking for as a criminal defense lawyer. You're looking for the mistakes, you know, either stuff they left out or stuff they, they did, something they did that they shouldn't have done or they didn't do the test correctly or in any criminal investigation. I mean, they, I mean, they make mistakes all the time. So what's the process after criminal charges are filed in court? 
Well, I mean, if you start out uh, with a felony, you start out in district court with anything in Madison County, uh, Alabama, or any county in the state, you start out in district court, which is the lower level court. And um, if you're a misdemeanor, you're going to start out in the city or you're going to start out in the uh, district court of whatever municipality or county you're in. From that point forward, if we're talking about a felony, you're going to have a flex felony examination. You're going to have the first reading of your, you know, your charges to you. And then you're going to get a, either telling you got a lawyer or you got, you need a, a lawyer appointed to you. And then you go to prelim uh, and then your preliminary hearing uh, is probable cause to find out if it should go on to grand jury. Uh, and then it goes to grand jury and that's where the prosecution and the police put, make their case to see if you're going to be indicted. Uh, and then if you're true billed or indicted, what we call it goes on to circuit court and that's where you get a jury. Okay. Okay. You talked about if it's a misdemeanor and if it's a felony, uh, what's the difference between the two? Misdemeanor is punishable up to a year. Uh, felony is one year, one day, all the way up to life or life without or and capital murder, death. Okay. Probation and parole, the difference between the two. Probation is when you're put on probation as part of a plea agreement and or sentence from the court where you either have a sentence you've done uh, like a, let's just say you get a 10, uh, 10 year sentence split to serve three years and you get put on three years probation. Okay. Uh, or if you get a 10 year sentence and it's, it's uh, suspended in all of your time is put on probation. That's done by a court or a plea agreement. And if you're on parole, that means you've gone to prison and they have paroled you out. That means you don't have probation. You're on parole. Well, that, that kind of takes me to my, my next question and uh, state charge, federal charge, What's the difference between the two? And and I, I've been reading there's no parole in in in, in federal prison. Um, That's, so there is there is absolutely no parole in, in in the federal system. There is probation, but there is no parole. Uh, state courts uh, have everything. You can get split sentences, deferred sentences. You can get reverse split sentences. You can get probation, time time served probation. There's all kind of different things you can get in the in the state courts, but, uh, the federal courts is, uh, they're a little bit more strenuous and their, their guidelines are sometimes, uh, sometimes their guidelines are even better than the states. So let's say I've been told there's a warrant out for my arrest. Uh, what should I do? Oh, call the, uh, call the clerk's office for the County or the city, find out what the warrant is and find out if you have a bond. Uh, if you've got a bond, you can go get your bond set up before you even go turn yourself in. Just go turn yourself in and get it over with. Get out. Because that if you're if you're walking around walking around with your family or walking around with your girlfriend or boyfriend and you get stopped and they run your name, you're going to jail right there. Should should I give you a call first before I do that? Or sometimes we get in touch with people or people get in touch with me before they go turn themselves in, which is very smart because we can make phone calls to find out if they do have a warrant. Uh, what the bond is, and uh, we can do give some assistance on trying to make it a little smoother for them to get in and get out. Okay, okay. Can I represent myself in a criminal case? Absolutely. But as I've been told in law school and at 20 years of practice, the guy who represents himself has an idiot for a client. So if I plan on pe- pleading guilty, do I still need a lawyer? Well, I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the good question. A lot of people don't know the ins and outs. They don't know, you know, what they could have gotten, if they could be reduced, uh, if they can, if they're getting a good plea offer, 
Um, with now that we have the guidelines, uh, you know, the state of Alabama has guidelines for certain certain criminal offenses. So there's a, a minimum date and a maximum date and an in or an out, depending on your score. So it's kind of like the federal system with their guidelines. So, I mean, if you score a 96, but your lowest is 30, 32, and they give you a 96 offer, what are you doing? You don't, you're not going to take the highest offer that you can possibly get. You're going to take the trial and take a shot at it. Yeah. Okay. So good idea to have a lawyer representing you in that case. Plea bargains. How, how, is, is that a huge part of the system? Uh, how many things, how many cases go to trial, that type of thing? I would say plea bargain is probably 99.99%. I've tried thousands of, or excuse me, hundreds of cases and, I've probably played thousands. Okay. And and is it because uh, the, the the system would just get too backed up if there weren't plea bargains or uh, what's the reason? Well, sometimes you you got to you got to kind of weigh it. I mean, is the plea bargain worth you going to trial and getting something worse? I mean, only the person that you're standing in front of that your your clients talking to you, they're the ones who know whether they did it or not. Right, right. Sometimes you never, you don't even know, and you never even, I, I don't even ask usually. It's not my job to know whether they did it or not. And sometimes you just look at them and go, you know, hey, do you want to take this or do you want to take a shot at it? Because if you're guilty and you know you're guilty, you're 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 going to get worse probably if you take it to trial. So plea bargains, there's a lot of uh, going back and forth with the district attorney's office or the city prosecutors or the county prosecutors going, you know, back and forth trying to figure out a good plea bargain. And uh, it's, it's kind of an art of, its, art of its own. So there's probably a lot of communication with the client on what's going on with a plea bargain then. My philosophy is, is that when I get a plea bargain, I always let them know what it is, whether it's good or bad. I'll tell them, hey, I don't think this is a good one. I think we can get something better a little bit further down the road. Or, you know, hey, if this is the only offer, let's go. Let's put 12 in the box. Let's go try the case. Okay. Okay. No contest. Let's say I plead no contest. It, w- will that come back to haunt me in any way? You're not going to get no contest in Alabama. Oh, you're not. Okay. Okay. Not, not very often. There's not going to be a no contest here. It's either you're going to plead guilty because you are guilty uh, or that's it. I, I haven't had many no contest and a lot of judges will not take a no contest. Okay. What's the difference between a dismissal and an expungement? All right. So, a dismissal, a dismissal is where a you either have a null pros or no a prosecute, which is uh, where the prosecutor dismisses the charge prior to it going to a to a trial. Uh, a dismissal is where a judge dismisses the case, whether it be from a judgment of acquittal or uh, the judge dismisses it for some other reason. An acquittal is where your case has been your case is eligible for an acquittal in Alabama. Some cases are not, even if you're arrested for them and not convicted, you still can't get them acquitted. Or excuse me, um, expunged. Um, you're expunged, but if you get a, if you get something expunged, say like a DUI and you're found not guilty, um, you can get um, or you or it's null prost, you can wait the time period out and you can go have that case expunged off your record and it never happened. What kind of um, cases do you handle the most? Drugs. Really? Okay. Yeah, drugs is 70%, if not higher. Wow. Wow. How about DUI? DUI, I mean, I, there's, you. they come in rashes. I mean, you know, they come, you'll get, you know, 10, 15, 20 in one month. You may not get another one for a couple of months, or you may get, 
you know, one or two a month for a couple months and then get up 20 or 30 of them in a rash. They just, it, I, I always tell people practicing law is like being a cop. It's seasonal. Depending on what time of the season it is, you're going to get those kind of cases. Summertime, you're going to get DUIs. Wintertime, you're going to get DUIs because everybody's drinking all the time. Domestic violence, you're going to get in the wintertime because everybody's cooped up with everybody. And drugs, you're going to get all year long because everybody's doing drugs. Our guest today on Ask a Lawyer with Steve Sleeper is criminal defense attorney Chad Morgan with the Morgan Law Firm in Huntsville, Alabama. His website is chadmorganlaw.com, and his phone number is 256 519 8782.